Welcome to another episode of Living Free with RP. I am your host, the Tubiac Maniac, and we're continuing our Where Are They Now special season. And today, we have James Leard. Let's find out what he's been up to. James, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thanks again, you know, for taking your time out. Ah, more than happy to do it. It was fun last time. Uh, been quite some time, so I think it's we're somewhat overdue for a catch up. Uh, oh, only what? Only what? Three years? <laughs> uh, I can't even tell you now at that point. Like it, it must be something in that region. How crazy is that? Oh my god! So, I mean. Anybody else out there who, if you're just finding this episode and you don't know who James is, go back in time, go back, go to James at James's episodes, like January 20th, 2020. Uh, and he has like the most fascinating story on there. And, and he wasn't even done with that. That was only one story. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely go back in time and uh, check that out. Um even before we got start, started here, I was already telling him that I continue to this day, three years later, if, you know, telling his story about, you know, living under a pool table just to survive and yeah. trying to get back home and everything. It, that was crazy, man. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure you have many adventures that you haven't shared. And I'm sure the past three years have been. Well, it depends how PG are we being? Cause some of them are safer <laughs> than others. <laughs> <laughs> there's no censorship on my podcast i like this i like this <laughs> uh, so yeah so fill us in what's up um well in the most immediate like as in of um 2022 into 2023 kind of easy to start there i suppose yeah um i got married that was my biggest oh congratulations um, thank you uh my wife's name is Jasmine. She lives out here in New York State now, though when we got together, she lived in New Hampshire. And we got together just as COVID started. We met online. Um, you can imagine how awkward COVID made a long-distance relationship, but we managed to oh, get through yeah. it somehow. <laughs> uh, and wow. as of October, I became a married man. Um, we'd been kind of moving... The best way I could describe it is I had been working towards the couple's visa, like a long-term stay visa, but we were having more and more difficulties in continuing that process, money for flights and for visas and that sort of thing. So it just came to the point where it made sense for us to tie the knot. And although we haven't actually had the ceremony yet, we haven't had the big thing wow. for the family, we huh. went down to the, the we went down to the mayor's office, the courtroom, signed the document and I'm currently in green card process. Look at you. <laughs> this is wild. It's it, it, it was it was it was really daft as well because we'd been told that going online doing some research, we weren't sure how exactly the um the visa system would work. And the recommendation was to go back to your home country, which meant flying from America to the UK and back again. So it was becoming expensive. So we went to uh the the, the time before I came in to the country i asked the border patrol person because it said yes before but i hadn't really chased it up this and i asked him about 
working towards this visa and they said no no you can go to Canada and that resets it just you know go out for maybe a week or so and then come back and that should be fine okay then great that's wish I'd known that sooner so <laughs> off to Canada uh, Montreal fantastic time really really cool place um, polishing up my schoolboy French need more polishing uh, really <laughs> really really struggled with that um, I, I don't know if maybe it's just like um, I don't know if it was because of shall we say English bias but I expected in Canada an English-speaking country that Montreal would be similar to how I'd been in France or in Spain or, or other nations where English is a very predominant language or very close to predominant language where you'd be able to get by in English and any any attempts to get into French would be beneficial. Montreal, that wasn't the case though. It was uh, I very much had times where we just couldn't communicate. We okay, we just had to go to a different restaurant or we were pulling up Google Translate on our phones and talking to that and holding out to the waiter oh, and wow. such. It was uh, <laughs> it's actually quite surprising how uh, French Montreal was, which sounds sounds stupid, but you can understand my reasoning behind it. Uh, oh, no. I digress. So we did the Montreal trip, came back across the border, and the person refused to renew my visa. So we had like five days to get me a flight home. And we looked at one another as we're traveling back from Montreal and goes, why don't we just get married? It really wasn't the proposal either one of us was thinking of, but it, it worked. <laughs> hey, let's get married. Hey, 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 let's get married. <laughs> yeah, literally. Hey, did you, you fancy it? Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> mm. Though um, when I was back home in the UK uh, for about a month to get everything set up to come back so that we can go a process, I did manage to get a nice ring and I restaged um, twice, actually, because I... I bluffed her once she's like she knew there was something going on so i brought out the <laughs> the engagement ring which was just a nice ring that my mother had given me and then when all of her friends had come around for i think it was christmas or new year or something like that i actually got down on one knee and showed her the the super nice ring and uh, i got all the nice. awes of appreciation yeah <laughs> awesome very cool man you know what i was you know i was thinking of uh what you were just saying about doing the Google Translator and all that. It reminds yeah. me, I saw this really cool thing on like Instagram randomly. And it it's like a device that translates in real time at like, it's like this little fob looking thing. Mm. And you just talk into it and it instantly translates. So like if you're in another country and stuff, it just, that's. Right. Yeah, it was, it's great. Okay. You know, I, I thought it was crazy. Like, you, cause you said, you know, about using it that way, but I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. You probably would have benefited from that. <laughs> I benefited for sure. Um... <laughs> It was it was a really nice holiday. Like I don't I, I don't deny that I had a really fun time while I was in Montreal and uh she being uh under twenty-one under the gambling age in America okay. we were able to do it in Canada. So we went to the casino and such and had a really fun time there and a first experience of that. And there was some I think it was Mr. Puff is the or Mr. Mr. Pastry or something like that. It was the name of the uh this really high end boutique uh chain of bakeries and my wife's a, a, bake, a pastry chef so she really wanted to go there and give it a try and it was uh it was pretty tasty i'm not gonna lie it was very tasty <laughs> nice i'm telling you you do nothing normal no nothing, nothing no, oh, I, I really don't your life is just one big adventure <laughs> i try <laughs> i do try i do try it's awesome like it's it's like everything is just some crazy adventure that's cool mm. i like the whole idea of just you know let's just get married 
Yeah. Well, we've been dating. Why are we doing this? (laughs) Oh, because we got together. Let me think. We got together just before COVID. So, like, we started getting, we started, we, we met one another in, say, the November before COVID lockdown happened. Yeah. Then I moved into my own apartment in the central city of Manchester, um, which, for those listening, second biggest city in the UK. So, that was really nice for me. It was a really good step up, and um, I'd, I'd been living uh, living independently. And as you well know, Michael, uh, I love to travel, so I typically come home, stay with my parents for a little bit, save up some money, and fly off again. But because COVID happened, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stay with my parents for a year because I didn't know how long it was going to be. So I got myself an apartment, and that in and of itself made being in a long distance relationship easier because I could adjust my time zone to hers. Uh, far easier than if I was trying to stay quiet at night when parents are trying to sleep to get ready for work and right. that we got together on Valentine's Day I asked her to to become my girlfriend and we just celebrated our three years there at Valentine's so Man. yeah it's uh, quite some time we've been together now just crazy man so wait, besides you know all this so where's like where else have you been traveling or what else? Oh, have you, good uh... gracious! <laughs> you know how you say I don't do anything normally. <laughs> right, okay, so during COVID, there were various borders that were locked out, and obviously, America to the UK was one of them. So what she did was she came across and visited me. Right, okay, it was very nice, had a great time, but she had to go back because she was getting ready to go into university and go to college, and I didn't have anything time me to the UK apart from my flat. So I thought, right, okay. I had a Canadian friend who was coming to the UK for an exchange thing that they can do this exchange visa. And I said, well, why don't you take over my place? And if things don't work out with me and jazz, I can always move back into my own plot. And he goes, oh, that'd be great. So the addition was that I was going to move into my friend's place. He'd move into mine. I could then stay a couple of weeks in Canada because the border between the UK and Canada was open. And after a couple of weeks of being in Canada, I could fly from Canada into the US. That also didn't work out because his elderly grandmother in her 90s had to move in because um, something to do with a, I don't know if it was um, she was giving up her home or she was moving into assisted care home. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I couldn't stay there anymore. So like, right, found myself an Airbnb and stayed there for about a month in Toronto. Met some interesting people. Very quirky, but interesting. And then that's how I entered the US, not through the US border with anyone else, but through with I went to Canada, lived there, and then moved to the and then moved to the US. Jeez, so that was see? <laughs> see, see, everything is it can't just be like you, you know, go, oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna go do this, and then you go do that. No, it's absolutely like, not. That's, that's not my I gotta way. go do this, but then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> it's the adventure of it all. And the other thing that happened uh, is you'd imagine that you'd be able to use your phone while abroad. And I specifically, right. with my frequent travels abroad, paid for an extension that said I can use worldwide data, worldwide calls, worldwide text. Didn't work in Canada. What? But- I was like, is it, huh? Like to, Toronto, you know, a city of like five million people, and I can't get any internet. So it was like, right, okay. So how am I going to do this? So I went wandering to try and like discover the local area, just to get myself a little acquainted. I went looking for a shop because I couldn't order an Uber to go take me to the shop. Okay, I just go for a walk, and 
I got the direction slightly wrong, walked up to the top of a road, found like a major thoroughfare with buses and and, and uh, traffic systems and all that sort of stuff. I'm looking around going, pretty sure they didn't say anything about this. So after a few bits of walking around, I saw this gent, he was uh, an, electric, uh, an electrician, like working on the power grid, went up to him and said, hey, um, you don't happen to know where I can find the store, do you? Because I, I think I've gotten myself slightly off. He goes, oh, no, no, you just go down there and go turn. Got a little bit of chatting and uh, he was curious about where I'd come from, why I was here, told him, like much the same as you. And he said, I always, always wanted to go to the UK. So in my pocket, I had a couple of unusual coins because the UK has got some really unusual shaped coins so I pulled out a couple of them and said well thank you very much here's a little thing so you can at least something to tell in a story and I said oh thank you very much so I walked down decided actually I'll go back to the go back to the hostel the place I was staying grab my bag because I'm going to need more than just my hands because a longer walk than I expected and as I walked down the road the guy uh, spotted me and invited me to Canadian Thanksgiving at his place no so I went. <laughs> That's and... nice. Exactly. Uh, really, uh, Canada really working the stereotype there of yes, we are we are friendly to to all people. We're really inclusive people. So I end up spending Thanksgiving with his wife, his friend, and his friend's family, and they were Cuban. Uh, I think I can't remember the Cuban exiles or they managed to flee Cuba during Castro's reign. Um, so we were doing all these Latin American dancing, there was pozole and all these really unusual food items mixed with the Thanksgiving roast turkey and potatoes. So it was just the weirdest. <laughs> and I think the first Thanksgiving I ever experienced was that. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, you know, like you said, if, you know, if you didn't uh, do the things that you would do, like you wouldn't have these crazy just random events happen you know? yeah which i love I, I agree i love that's the kind of thing i like i love i don't like to plan a lot of things obviously just mm. even how this podcast runs and stuff like that because exactly i'd like to just like to just see where things go and and yeah see where the adventure you know, takes me the big interesting thing for me is i am a big proponent of board games i love to run D D, Dungeons and dragons and if you succeed at everything that's fine that's great you don't experience any hardships true but you don't get to experience the unbeaten path. You don't see the unusual experiences. You don't find the unusual corner or the, you, you, you end up missing out on quite a lot. It's overcoming the adversity and just feeling more of an adventure. I've found that it's, it's, it's far more rewarding. So I've, I've never been afraid of failing. I think that's perhaps why I've been so comfortable just going out into the world and seeing what happens. Yeah, you live the uh, as we and uh, my co-host Steve the RP show have coined uh, the uh, FURP lifestyle. <laughs> yes, that's I think that's perp, uh, as we call it. We just say, you know, that's it. Like you just you do that's absolutely. you. You embody that. Absolutely, I love that. Actually, I love that FURP. <laughs> that is exactly. Yeah, that's it. I, it's, like, a, it's so true because, like, when I was when I was diagnosed at eight, I was like, okay, I could either mope around and let this define who I am and let it decide what life I'm going to live or I can use that as the biggest reason and motivator that anyone's ever had to do as much as you can before time runs out and right I took the FURP approach yeah that's it you know because it's like I I people you know when we say the same thing to me I'm like I'm like I just 
I can't imagine. You can, you can only go two directions. You can only be, like you said, on a couch moping around and, or as I say, there's the WMRP, the why, you know, why me RP mm. people. And I think there, there's people out there. And I think we all at some point had probably some, some of us have been there, like, you know, you have moments, oh, yeah. but you, you, as I think I saw someone mentioned, you're allowed, you're allowed to be in these, these spaces, but you should, you're not allowed to stay there. Yeah. So uh, it's okay to be like, hey, why me RP? It's okay to have a bad day, but you're mm -hmm. not allowed to stay. Yeah. Based on what phrase I've heard with like, um, the past is a great place to visit. It's not a great place to live. You know, it's yeah, always there you go. so much better in the previous. It's so much better back then. Well, it, unfortunately, you can't be back then. So you have to deal <laughs> with it now. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Because taking an active role in your life is going to lead you to far more opportunities and passively because let's face it opportunities that aren't found they're made you, you you can go to university yeah sure and you can get a job yeah sure but you need to find the right university for you you need to find the right course for you you need to find the right job for you you need to be active in your in your searching plus it's like you don't it sounds like you when you approach something you don't approach it with the idea that oh i also have rp no you just approach it as you like i'm james and i'm just gonna go do i want to do this mm. i'll I'd figure like out i think so how you know, it's it's as you said like from an outside perspective that saying that seems like to me like i think you just do things i don't think you go oh hold on i can't do that because i have the rp like no you mm. go you just i'm gonna go here i'm gonna do this yeah and it's just the, the rp is yeah obviously the rp is there and it's gonna affect a lot of what you're doing mm -hmm. but you're just gonna just i'll deal with that when I get to that point, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm just going to just, a lot of people might go, well, I can't do that because, you know, already going to a, you know, a negative and just mm. saying, I can't do that. Instead of just, hey, James, James would do this either way. <laughs> like, mm. you know, you know. <laughs> the, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember if it was just after we talked previously or just before, but I got myself a qualification in public speaking. And as a result of that, I developed uh, a mindfulness course that people can join into and I can teach them how to how my mindset works, because you need to have adaptive mindsets to work in when you have an inbuilt impairment. But it's very much like, say, if you look at an object and go, OK, I can't never start. Well, you never see how far you can get and you might surprise yourself in getting over it. You know, like, sure, accepting your limitations. Not going to disagree there. I'm not going to jump in behind the wheel and go, I can, uh, let's see how far I can drive before I hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's there's, do this. <laughs> there's, there's a limit there. Don't, don't take that out of context. But there is, there is a time where it's oh, like, yeah. okay, can you go and climb a mountain? Well, sure, it's going to be harder. But that doesn't mean you can't. You, you could use it as, as an excuse it's a fair excuse to not if you don't want to it's a fair reason to say no that just it's not for me but to say that i can't because of you know your thing well how far can you get then maybe you don't reach the peak but the peak for other people isn't the same as the peak for us we we have oh, the yeah, no. we have the handicap we have the we have the the difficulty and that's no shame it's funny you're it's funny that you're into this because even Morton, who I just talked to, is also a, a, a he's a public he's he's also now a public speaker and uh into oh, a, you know a mindfulness coach and all that stuff. So that's what we that's what we talked about a lot. Yeah. Uh yeah, when uh 
on Monday. Mm. I was like, man, I'm like, oh, not Monday. Yeah, it was, yeah, Monday. And I'm like, that's, it, it's, you know, it's all, it's true. You need to have this, um, when you're doing what we're dealing with, it's like, you do have to have a, you have to change your, your, your thinking because the brain's so powerful and you could really get, mm. yeah. And it, it's good, powerful, good and powerful, bad. Cause sometimes it, like he says, you run, sometimes we just run an autopilot. Yeah. You know, and you know, like we are, are we have automatic responses that sometimes we don't even mean it's just, you know, like, and like, even he caught himself, he was saying like, his son was like, Hey, you should do martial arts with me. And he just goes, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I have the RP. Like he just, it was, and he goes, wait a minute. What am I like? What yeah, am I they, oh yeah. What am I saying? Like, they immediately I, shut down the immediate negativity. Yeah. It, it came right in and he's like, uh, it, this is me saying that he's like, wait, I can't say it. I was like, no, why, why did I just say that? You yeah. Know, and, you know, but it was just, it's just an auto yeah, response, but, and even, even, you know, like he said, you have to learn to, unteach that Mm, yeah yeah. i think it also helps that if you're in a positive environment if you are encouraged to go forward and my parents have been very good with that they've been very uh progressive in my attitude of like it may not be the ultimate goal but it still doesn't mean that every goal you achieve is a bad thing so they've been very uh i suppose the word is assertive in Mm -hmm pushing me to think beyond what beyond the impairment it's a very fantastic uh analogy or an epitaph that came about from it it's your condition is an aspect of who you are don't let it define who you are you don't want to be the blind person because imagine walking right. into a room and being introduced as hello this is james the blind i, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be known as james the blind i want to be known yeah, as james, james the, the smart guy. or james the adventurer yeah, 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 yeah. james the idiot that got himself trapped in a foreign country <laughs> i mean that, even that one that's better that's better yeah i like uh, that one because at least uh, then you get uh, why, why, why'd you get trapped in a foreign country at least at least then it's a conversation starter where so it's just oh it's the blind then it's like it's such like, a oh, negative okay. thing of like people dance around it and go Ooh. i think oh, oh i feel bad bad for you like it's uh, oh i'm so sorry you know I, I, which i i can't stand every time i tell someone like oh i'm you know i got you know i'm visually impaired oh i'm so sorry like why yeah <laughs> it's why like my, my perspective is different on the world from you that might mean that might mean a positive i kind of also like though in a way i don't get it often because i think for whatever reason people think everything i do is inspiring because i'm going blind mm. um but i kind of like it when someone says i can't do something or you know when they doubt me a little bit it kind of makes me uh i'll be like oh, oh, I'll, I'll show you then like, yeah yeah hold, hold, hold my jacket and let's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. hold my beer yeah, yeah exactly like so i think hold in a way beer, it's a motivator yeah. like like i agree with you though that it having people encourage you and being in a positive environment is definitely awesome because it makes you feel like hey i could do anything but sometimes it's nice to have once in a while have someone just be like ah you know i don't I don't mm. think you could do that. And you're like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean? Like, you don't think I could do that? Well, you know, okay, now I'm going to look into this a little more. I wasn't yeah, going I'm... to, but now I'm going to definitely look into Step it. Step back and watch me. Because <laughs> it's true, I nothing uh... feels better than that. I did it. <laughs> it is not a personal question, but how much vision do you have? Do you do you know? I... It's one of those things I would ask when other people who have got visual impairments is like, how, how visually impaired are you? I'm always like, say that I have extreme tunnel vision and I always say my acuity is really good. So what I look at and what I see, I, I see, 
Yeah. You know, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I very bad, like my cataracts are really making me mad lately. So every like, oh. day I can be, I wake up with like almost no vision sometimes. Like, like a lot of like really limited vision because yeah. like if it's overcast or if mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Um, it's a particular day. Yeah. So it's weird. But like then there's days where I'm like, oh, I don't have RP. So good. Like you know, and then you walk into something, and it's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're. I think so, we're probably around the same area. Then yeah. So uh, yeah, I feel comfortable. Like, but at the same time, definitely have. I mean, I obviously I think we, you know, we all have our own things that we do naturally just to get yeah. around, and we probably don't even realize we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably are using making myself more tired and than I usually than most people because we have to, you know, we're scanning work harder more than to we overcome, know. Yeah. Working hard, yeah, working harder to. So yeah, sometimes I'm sitting there going, why am I so tired? Like, I know I'm mm. active and I know I work out a lot, but I'm like, why? You know, and it's like, oh yeah, wait a minute. I'm even to do the stuff that I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm working harder to do it. Yeah. Than, the, know, the mental than, fatigue, know, if nothing people. less, that kind of, I, 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 I hesitate to use the term spiritual because a lot of people don't understand what that, like I misrepresent what that could mean, but I find that that's a very good word for it. It's like, sure. I'm not, my, my body can still be up and going, but my, my mental processes, my my spirit, my drive to go on is just that day. Just nah, I just want to lie in bed on a couch. <laughs> well, think about it, like you think of, you take something like okay, me walking my son to the bus stop in the morning. Like that's one mm. of my routines. Now, for for the average person, you know, they're looking no straight. Deal. They're not they're not really overexerting themselves. No big deal. Mm. But then you really think like, and I didn't think about this really until I uh, talked to Morton. <laughs> I was like, you know, you're right because. I'm like, geez, like, we're not, it, it's just not that simple of a task. It, mm-hmm. it is like, it seems easy. I'm, I'm doing it, but my, I'm probably, but my brain and, and my eyes are probably doing so many things yeah. just kind of on autopilot on normal, yeah. like, cause they've done this before, but there it's, that's still consuming mm-hmm. a lot of energy, you know, even though it's a simple, just, Hey, it's just right up the street and you only got to do this, but like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal or I, yeah. I, I explained to him and for those who just listened to this episode already heard already. Um, I said, um, geez, I run on a treadmill and I'm thinking to myself, it doesn't seem that bad, but I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not just running on a treadmill. When I'm running a treadmill, I'm staring at a focal point so that I know I'm centered in the treadmill. I'm mm-hmm. looking down at the time, looking down, you know, this, and I'm, um, periodically I'm touching the front of the treadmill just to make sure I'm not too far. Yeah, away. You're not touching far back. Yep. Yeah. So there's just, wow like there's like a whole multitude of physical mm-hmm. factors on top not just for the fact that i'm pushing myself physically to keep pace on a certain you know a certain pace i'm yeah for but that's just that's just that's obviously the big chunk of it but so afterwards when you're like man i'm so tired from that workout why am i so tired and it's like yeah it was a big workout but like man i just seem a little more exhausted than yeah than the extra 10 percent just to it's keep that, you in, yeah. that, in that region of safety and security absolutely or he was saying like I'm, I'm probably even in I don't think I am, but he was saying sometimes you could you could be almost inadvertently um, uh, tensing up because you think you're gonna you know you're you're always prepared that I might yeah. fall or I uh-huh. might prepare for a crash landing you know mm. yeah you know, or, other you know, pe- other people would notice the light beam coming across and then suddenly we walk across it and we full on jerk backwards and get a pain in our shoulders and our back because our whole body just tense because we've yeah because like, oh, yeah, yeah yeah suddenly yeah. going across <laughs> the eyes absolutely oh god i had i had a moment like on the treadmill i know when um i must have gone a little too far inadvertently not realizing i went over i think i went a little too far to the right or back or something so i hit like 
my foot just kind of tapped the, uh, I think I came mm. off the belt a little bit. Yeah. But it was such a, but I had such, I had more of a violent reaction to like, whoa, you know, like, cause like, <laughs> like, you know, like, cause even though it probably wasn't like a big, I caught myself, I wasn't like I was going to fall or anything, but like, I think yeah. just that happening was just so, like you said, like you're like, oh, you know, we, we tend to do more, oh, panic, panic. Yeah, the disaster relief <laughs> moment. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's um mm. the whole mindfulness thing. It's like, I told, I, I, I was, it's ironic that like all these, you guys, both of you guys, cause like that's kind of what I'm trying to get into myself, not doing that, but I'm trying, I've been told because of my anxiety and things like that, that I should probably meditate more and, you know, yeah. do things, try to be, so I'm trying to be more in the moment and, you know, and, mm. and uh, well, more present, you know, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I think, I think it's uh, really great for anybody uh, listening to uh, consider uh get into it because i know obviously anxiety i think comes along with our vision loss mm. i mean i, I just i feel like it's it's natural, natural. it's uh the, it's the, the the balance between acceptance the control and the loss because we can accept how much control we have over the moment but because our condition is unstable we can't we feel even more out of control so that raises the level of anxiety then you go oh, from yeah. day to day and you're not sure of how much you've lost or how much is how much is adjusted so that loss that feeling of every day needs to matter like a ticking clock for us is also another pressure that puts on so that anxiety builds up there oh, and then suddenly you're in a situation where you feel out of control but you feel like you need to keep moving forward and well that's just a, a spiral very quickly yeah because i i feel like if i have a day where i decide you know, I'm gonna have a mental health day. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stay home, and do absolutely nothing. Mm. And even after that, I might still be like, "Oh, I wasted that day. Like, what a way, You know, like mm -hmm. I should have been doing mm -hmm. something, or I should have been doing something, or you know, it's you know, it almost like you know, stresses me out just because of that. Even though like I should just relax, I should just have that. It's okay to have that day. It's okay. Yeah. I should be telling myself it's fine. It's that's okay. You know, like you don't do this all the time. It's okay to have a day to just, yeah, just shut mm. down. You know reboot so to speak or whatever and uh everyone needs days where they can just the, the saying goes me time like uh, yeah I'm, right i'm a social butterfly to the extreme i'm i always on discord i'm always talking to friends i run multiple board gaming events and role-playing events and group collective events and i'm a very social person but it's still nice sometimes just to sit in the tub and listen to some music <laughs> or listen yeah. to an audiobook or just let the world go on without me like just someone else can handle the dishes just for today someone else yeah, can handle yeah right yeah the laundry yeah, just yeah. for today it's it's just, that, yeah the oh. laundry is not happening today it could, well i think the reality also i, I, I tell myself sometimes it's like just because like okay i didn't do the laundry today it's it's okay it's still gonna be there tomorrow i'll say you know, yeah. it's not it's not going it, it doesn't it doesn't affect anything. It's not just because I didn't do it. I shouldn't stress that I didn't. Oh my, you didn't do the laundry today. You should have done it today. Or you didn't do it. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's all right. Like, you know, you could take, take care of it tomorrow. You know, no big deal. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes we stress about little things. I think we should. I, I mean, I know I do, you know, like yeah. just a little, just little things where it's like, it's not really a, but then when you think about it, it's really not a big deal. <laughs> like I have to remind myself all the time. Like it's mm. okay. It's not a big deal. I found that I managed to, I don't know, I don't know if I've like trained myself or, or what the right term is, but because I'm a writer, uh, whenever I'm writing books and, and spend a couple of days 
really getting into a writing floor, getting a lot of editing done or something to that extent, I find that the next day my eyes will be a little bit itchy, a little bit dry, a little bit tired. And that's the days where I tend to do those more active tasks around the household. And that I have a day of progress, day of rest, even though it's not air quotes rest, it's getting away from the thing that's taxing my eyes. And I found that that's right. quite a good routine for me to be in. It may not work for everybody, but that's a good routine that I found. Um, to just step away. Yeah, just, something just, else, just a... It's a reason to step away because... I'm stubborn. <laughs> like I am <laughs> I am a stubborn idiot when it comes to things. And I will I will push myself to get that last little bit done. And I've often found that be, I don't know if it's stubborn or tenacious, that's what it is on the on the resume. <laughs> or as my parents would say, a pigheadedness. I don't know what one it is. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I found that when I maybe that what's maybe what sets me a little bit apart from other people is one of my pride things is that when other people are like, oh, I'm just tired, I just want to collapse and sit on the couch, that's the time when I'll do that extra item, I'll push myself to do that, because I find that that's the time that it makes the most difference, because sure, you can do one item every every single day, and you've done seven items, but then it feels like you're doing something every single day, whereas if I manage to push myself and get that seventh item done on that day I set aside, then the other days I feel, even if it might not actually be i just feel better about it. i feel like i've had more time to do the things i actually want to do even if that's not makes sense. really the case but that's just that's just something that i found no like, yeah no sometimes like i'll do i like to give myself tasks every day so that i can earn quote unquote my free time yeah like i, I i'll be like okay today it's like you know maybe i have three or four things that i'm gonna be like i'm gonna do these three or four things so yeah, you're right though, because sometimes it, what happens is I'll do those three or four things, like you know, say Monday, Tuesday, and it's like, oh, you know what, Wednesday, I only have to do like, okay, now that since I did, you know, all these things, you know, yeah. these first two days, I actually technically, I mean, yeah, I don't really have a lot to really focus on today. I could kind of take a day to be a little more, yeah, be slower, yeah. So, but even though maybe that's not really, like you said, not the real case, there are things I could be doing, um, but in your head, you're just, it just feels, it mm. feels better, you know, because you did all those things. Yeah, your mental checklist has been cleared, as it were. Yeah, yep. Mm. So I like that. But what else have we uh, been going on? We, if, um, we've canceled, and we know you've been traveling. We know you got married. Traveling, <laughs> a little bit of work. You know, you're working on your, um, you know, your your public speaking, and uh, mm. I mean, have you been doing anything with that? Um, I. I think I've got the qualification at the wrong time because it was just as COVID started or just before it was in the summer before COVID started. So um, in the lead up to the winter time, I started developing this mindfulness course. I was going to market and I was going to build something from it. And I was sort of setting up the the algorithms so that when people finish some part of the course, they'd be able to move on to the next course. So I was got myself um, uh, acuity scheduling and stuff like that so I could navigate online appointments and know when I was needed to run classes and other things needed to send things out and then COVID happened and nobody was allowed to come out and practice and go to anything so naturally you can't you need to be able to go in front of a room and practice public speaking as as, as unfortunate as it is you cannot really get that comfortable at public speaking unless you're in public so hmm. uh, I got really unfortunate there but as a result of that it's still sitting there in the back pocket and it's something I might end up doing something with but 
I found myself diving more into my writing. And as a result of that, I have finished the second book of my Path the Necromancer series. And it's currently in the very final draft. As we speak, I'm reading through it about 10 pages every day, just ensuring that every comma is in the right place, making sure that the descriptor is the right way, make sure that the sentences aren't too long and, and so on and so forth. But uh, that's been my biggest push is to try and get this done. Uh, admittedly, it was going to try and be done before February, but I came across a chapter that was very summative. It didn't really do what a chapter should do. It felt much more like an epilogue or like a prologue of a here's everything you need to know, info dump, put it in front of you <laughs> summary rather than a, a chapter of exploration because I've still got somewhere in the region of like 150 pages left. I can't really have a here's, the, here's a final chapter with 150 pages left to go. That's just not going to work. So, so do you work with a um, like a publisher or? Yeah, so my I have a publishing house that I managed to negotiate a deal with. They are perpetually publications. They do print on demand, so they handle all of the paper printing from any place that would desire it, and they work through Ingram Spark, which then links to Amazon. So you can buy my book hmm. in hardcover, softcover, or on Kindle. And if you buy a hardcover it gets printed then and there and shipped to you rather than me having to figure out a place to store them all. Oh, like box. Yeah, right. Yeah. It means that I get a little bit less money from it, but it means that I don't need to worry about overheads such as a building to store it in or distribution costs of someone having to go in, wrap it up and send it out for me. It's all done. It's all in one day. Oh, no, thing. yeah. No. So Print that's uh, great. Yeah, that's, that's been very, very good. I will say, though, that... Um, I am trying to find a literary agent or some actual firm to represent me because as well as I've done with my first one, my second book is by my own understanding and acceptance that it's just so much better. And, I, and it's amazing what happens when you use a skill for an extra couple of years, how much better you get at it. Wow. How is, <laughs> is that really, you gotta do, that's what you do if you practice something and you keep doing it, you do I get better. Who would have thought? That's weird. Who told you that? My teachers were right. Cardinal of this apparently. So yeah, um, I'm uh, trying to find a literary agent to represent it because, it, it, like I say, it's 600 pages, 120, wow. 130,000 words long, and the first book was maybe 70 or 75. So this is nearly, nearly doubled. It might be actually 90, but it's nearly doubled in length. Uh, especially when it comes to deep content, I find. Uh, the first book was very good at here's all you need to know and then here's the conversation that the characters have after you need to know it. Whereas now it's far more like you're discovering it alongside the character, uh, which is a far more organic way to... It feels more organic and I've definitely got better at the descriptive work when it comes to the wittiness between characters and the wittiness between interplay and dialogue. Mm. Uh, a lot of people have said that they they were very surprised at how humorous a lot of the events were and how many times they found themselves smiling or actually laughing at what had been written. And that definitely didn't happen in the first book. <laughs> oh, nice. So you're just, you feel so much more uh, prouder of this book that you feel it deserves 
deserves a bit more recognition. Push, no more yeah. The other fact that I think is playing in my favour is that a lot of my stuff you can find online, um, and I don't know. If I'll send you some links, and maybe you can put them in your in your description and such, where they can Absolutely. find all my stuff. But a lot of my stuff starts out as here's the first chunk of it for free, and if you want to continue, then buy the actual item, or you can subscribe to my Patreon and donate to me over time. And that's been mm, far better for people. I found they found that to be uh, I built up quite a big following and community as a result of that. So one of my novels that I'm not going to print but it's on uh, a free website where you can read it is between the two novellas of it we're talking over 50 or 60,000 reads now not all of them will translate into sales but even if 10% of that translate into sales that's five or 6,000 sales that a place can have reasonably well guaranteed if they if they decide to go with me and now that I've got that support behind me and my name has some credibility behind it i'm hoping that that will earn me the uh a penguin publishings and maybe even turn it into an audio an audiobook because i'd love to do that truthfully i'd love to have my book written by a person who can't actually read anymore i can't pick up a book and read anymore i'd love to Dragon. be able to just have that yeah. as an audiobook yeah so it makes sense though, now that like you said you, you can't just walk in and be like years ago and go let's do this like, mm. who are you I am James. <laughs> I am Who? James C. Laird. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? You don't understand who you're talking to, do you? Uh, <laughs> get off, sir. Sir, get out of our office. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is only yeah. for respected people here. Well, I respect myself. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure going to be huge mo- one day. I'm sure you are, sir, but <laughs> please come back later. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. I understand that your mother says you're a special boy, but that's not what we need yeah. to hear. Boop, boop. Security. <laughs> Security. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a deranged maniac in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got another we got another one says he's gonna uh, be a writer one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we'll believe it yeah. when we see it yeah so at least now like you said it's great to like walk in and being like yeah yeah that's know. uh that's a big that's uh that's a really big here's what i can give me. you mm. plus it's, it's it's not even like i make stupid money at it now like i can point to um i can point to the money that i'm earning from other places and say look you want you're not going to do this out of charity i understand that we're going to make money off of each other but here's proof that i can make money for you because i can make money for me if you want a slice into this and make this pie bigger then i'm fine with that too if you want a slice right. of it so i i have a lot of things that i can i can point to and go aha here's my here, here's proof of my success it's the resume you made like you said you've built you've built that like resume so now yeah People can look at it and go, all right, this dude, yeah, this dude's done this, this, and this, and he's only this old. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, we we can get behind this guy. Mm-hmm. And with our, and, and like you said, working with if and someone who's bigger, like a bigger company or somebody, can look at you and go, you know what, this dude could be a lot bigger with our help. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like we, we, he just needs our help. Do you read much, or are you, are you like me? With I'm not a big books? reader. I'm really trying. I, I I tell my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, sure you are." Um, <laughs> but even like, I I finally picked up a book. I'm I'm usually when I try to read, it's usually like Star Wars or something, you know. Mm. So even when I recently um I flew to uh, Houston in January for a half marathon, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bring a book. 
because unlike other people, I'm fortunate enough still to be able to read a book, even with small mm. copy. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start trying to push myself to do it. So that's why, yeah, I brought it on the plane and I read a fair amount, like on like on the way there. On the way back, unfortunately, it was like a night flight. Night flight so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Um, but no, like, so I've been trying to, and of course I fell off the wagon after I got back. Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to continue. Cause the book was getting, you know, starting to get good. Yeah. And, um, but what I wanted to do was kind of do something where like I drop my son off, I get back home. And then as soon as I get back home, sit at the table and just take those, like, just take that fifth, just take 15 minutes mm-hmm. and just read whatever, whatever I can read in 15 minutes yeah, and just start there. Cause I don't want to become, I don't want to like, put this big goal and then be like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'd rather just be like, you know what? If I, and I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. Doing a nothing. reasonable goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so why not? So I got to get back to that, but no, but yeah, uh, I do. I do admit that I need to, and I don't want to make that excuse. Like, Oh, you know, I'm not a yeah, book yeah, reader. Yeah. And I know I could say that that'd be so easy. And I always do <laughs> say that, like, cause people always say, like, I feel bad because I've had people like yourself on, um, on the podcast who have written books. And I'm like, I will gladly tell anybody about your book. I might not read it. I yeah. same with Morton and all. I will tell, but if someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking for, you know, a good book to read about this or that, I, I'll be like, oh, you know, I was just talking to James and he's got the, you know, and I could, I'll mention your book. Like that's yeah. the kind of person I am. I will definitely 100%. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that. And, it, you know, but it's, it's tough for me to be like, oh, I got to sit down and like, I got to read this yeah. book for them. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, cause I'm not, I just, I've never been a book reader, but. That's- I found that with uh, uh, as a vision got less, it was hard to read. But with um, with Audible, I found that's my really rewarding way of doing it. Like I use that to fall asleep to. I you can set a sleep timer, so you just listen to it, you fall asleep. Um, I did it at the gym. That was my big thing uh, before I moved out to America. I, just, I had that was my like my reward for going to the gym because to begin with. Nobody likes going to the gym to begin with. Let's, let's be honest. Nobody <laughs> likes going to the gym to begin with. Nobody likes coming home. Unless you're, unless you're me. Uh, <laughs> I'm an exception. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, 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 well, you are exceptional, but I mean, uh, oh, there you go. Listen, listen, listen to this guy. Oh, I'm big head. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I, 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 especially, I, you know, you're panting, you're wheezing, the red mist just come across <laughs> your eyes as you're running on the treadmill, you know. Yeah, you wake up on the floor with a paramedic going, Are you, have you come back to us? Have you come back to us? Uh, yeah, I, that was never going to be... Well, we, we, we all have a passion, and that's like, obviously, that's one of mine. So Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I get it. Like, like I said, look at someone like reading, like you writing a book. I think it's fascinating, because I'm like, yeah. I could not imagine the, the, the amount of time it takes to, you know, to a write a book. Stupid amount. It's a stupid amount. And, it, and it, then it, edit the book, and then, you know, dollars, you know, just, I f- oh, man. I think if I was, if I, if I found the writing process, it's hard to say, because the way I write a book is I write the skeleton, and I go back to the top and I write the muscles, then I go back to the top and I write the skin, oh, okay. and I go back to the like top that. and I write the, the, like, the hair and the scars and the, and the, and the tattoos. And as a result of that, it gets bigger and longer and bigger and longer and it expands, oh, which right. like that. works quite well because then I have about the same amount of detailing from start to beginning as I do no matter what. Whereas you may notice in some books or some people might understand this of like they get to a new room and you get all the description when they enter the room. You get this incredible detailed description of the room and then the people sit down and talk and you never hear about the room again. Whereas the way I do it, I continually bring the room back into focus because I've I've not put in 
I've not described the room. Here's what happens in the room. Go into the next room. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing it a different way. As a result of that, though, I find, or it might be, that my way of doing it is a slower way of writing because you're effectively writing the book two or three times over rather than writing it all at one, going back. You're like, lay, you write, like in, you're writing in layers. So yeah, exactly. So much different, yeah. Because mm. I, I would think you just go from beginning to end. That's I don't know. When I think about some writing... <laughs> Like writing a book and some like, yeah. can and there's definitely times when that happens where you like discover how the like it, a, great, a great example for me is i discovered an argument while i was writing it and i didn't plan any of the argument i didn't plan on this person being witty i didn't plan on this person making a good point i didn't plan for these words to get used against someone else i just wrote it down i didn't write any of any fluff to it. I just wrote exactly what the people would say in response to one another and it flew down the pages and then when I stopped the argument had come to the conclusion I was like where the hell did that come from I, I just sat back and was <laughs> like, I, I've never done that before and I imagine that's what it's like for some writers when they do it that way but at the same time other people might be hearing this and thinking oh that's that's a really interesting way I might that's that's how I do it I write the chapter then go back and do it rather than write the whole story and who knows which is the best way of doing it uh you look at terry pratchett who could turn out a book a year or jk rowling who had this incredible grand idea from very near the beginning and built up built up built up or you look at game of thrones and we're still waiting for that final book <laughs> oh yeah is that the uh jk is there all, isn't that the, the wheel of time that's the harry potter no, it's, oh no! Was, who's the wheel? Who's you ever heard of the wheel of time? I know it. Uh, is that Patrick Rothfuss? Is that who it is? That? Who does the wheel of time? My friend was like big into it, like in high school. And yeah, the the I, I, know, I had a few friends. Good things. And then I heard. I think he died. The author died, and then like, but like, oh, he oh, right. only yeah, had like uh, half the book. Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, Terry Pratchett wrote Discworld. Uh, that's what it was, Discworld, and he he passed away from Alzheimer's, and his daughter finished off the last couple of books that he had partially written with uh, while he was there, like ghostwriting. Not sure if right. she's continuing them, but I I know I think that's the one you mean. Um, that was a whole. Wheel, Wheel of Time is another book series, and I don't. I know Wheel of Time is a whole series, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there was a whole time it was it was like, yeah it was a whole book series, but I remember like it was like his last book, like yeah, they only, yeah same idea, like they yeah he only had half done, and then he had somebody ghost yeah they they finished it. Mm. It must be weird though, or it must be a big. Well, that's Imagine how I started. That. I started. Oh, really? Writer. Yeah, that's how I started. Um, I went on, um, a bunch of websites and just started reading, and I found these stories that had been left undone, and and you kind of just true. I I got in contact with various people and asked them if I could, and um. My my published book even is actually uh started out as a as a ghostwriting um path of necromancer there was a guy uh intrepid fate who has unfortunately passed on now uh, as a result of cancer but before that i got in contact with him and was was really interested in it i loved all this how it worked i thought it was really cool i thought the character and he and i developed some ideas and then when he found out he would not be able to complete the book i bought it from him and have subsequently gone on and done what I've done with it. So a lot of the things that people That's might go, like, ah, the, the original author would never have done that. Well, actually, here's the, here's the note See, from the original author. I never, I never actually thought about that because I've actually, I've, I've heard of what a ghostwriter, but I didn't really understand what a ghostwriter was. So essentially, in my terms anyway, 
because I'm a car guy. Um, you're you take an un it's like taking an unfinished project car that yeah. someone was restoring, mm -hmm. and then say the person died while they were restoring it or ran out of funds and or you or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you and I come in and say, hey, I'll buy that, you know, I'll buy that project off you and I'll finish mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what you're doing. Yeah, then there's a couple of different ways to ghostwrite. Um, you know, some people use pseudonyms, they never get tied to their work. Um, Stephen King very famously wasn't sure if he was getting all the sales from his books because he was Stephen King or because his books were good. So he wrote under a pseudonym and printed a bunch of books and they were equally as popular. So he's like, okay, I'm just a good writer. Um, so there's, there's that. Uh, John Norman is actually or i'm not actually sure if he's still alive um he was a, a professor at yale i think it was and he came up with this idea for fantasy and he was a he was a gender and political science professor or something like that but it would be unbecoming of him in the 80s yeah. or the 60s or whenever it was that he started writing for these notions to come out and imagine if imagine if this uh, professor was caught in contact with these kink things of fetish and, uh, <laughs> so he wrote under a he wrote under a pseudonym <laughs> uh, yeah that might be interesting Are you, that might not go too well that's you know go the best um yeah. you know, it was uh, each to their own and if that's what you're into that's what you want to do then oh no that's all fine yeah but yeah like you said yeah it probably would uh just uh, it, it might, might mar on his professionalism slightly if his students <laughs> come in and go oh so this in the bedroom she did that's this, so oh. that's the stuff you're into huh? uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, class settle down class settle down <laughs> yes sir <laughs> what are you gonna do spank me <laughs> all right hey i'll see you after class i bet you will sir. I bet you will, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah it might change things that might change slightly so it's <laughs> that makes sense that makes i mean even sense. for me like i like my parents you know they're very supportive but even they were like you know oh my god my son wrote this sex you know oh geez <laughs> i know this <laughs> You know, so they were like, if, if it was okay with you, I just kind of skipped over to the end of the chapter. Oh, okay, we're back into the actual plot. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so ghostwriting, you don't have to necessarily. I mean, you could use your name, like. Yeah, I'm. I. I, I mean, I'm James Laird. So I've just taken you could over. technically. Right, but mm. you can also, like you said, use a pseudonym. Great, assume yeah. assume if you want. It's, it's interesting. Like, there's a, quite a few people that have done it, and the, the, the two that I've mentioned are the most famous ones that I can think of. I'm sure there's other people that have done it. Uh, writing to me is is I I I always struggled with English, like mathematics, A's, uh, sciences, B's and A's, computer yeah, yeah, yeah. mm, C's and B's. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I used to peck at the keyboard because no one ever taught me to type, and uh, I always lost the mouse because the mouse was never big enough, and the contrast wasn't good enough. But I, when I got computer proficient, I was able to type and let my creativity flow. I found that writing was a very natural calling for me. I, I love to create. It's it's not difficult to set aside time to write it's not difficult to to have an idea and let it expand and explore and i have i've got my published book i've got this one that's about to be that's getting ready to go out i've got another one that is thirty thousand or or forty thousand words in and i'm still scraping the surface of that concept and then there was a bunch of stories that kind of petered out that weren't going anywhere that i combined into one massive 
Lord of the Rings style Middle Earth epic quest. And that one, when I combined all these stories together, expanded over 200,000. Though I'll have to trim that down somehow uh, to be um, <laughs> to figure out exactly what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to get rid of. But yeah, there, I don't find it difficult to to write in the slices. I find it very enjoyable. And think about all this. I rec- I recall you saying all of this really came about from being stuck under that pool table. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like it's, that's it's... that's what's like so crazy. Yeah, because. For people who don't know, I'll fill them in. But I finished off university, and I did a dual degree not not a double major, but a dual degree. So it literally was like two degrees side by side, and the scheduling was uh, staggered so that you could do both of them at the same time because they um, related to one another so heavily. There was a lot of overlap, so you could use stuff that you would learn from, say, your history of education, and you could implement that into your disability studies because it was all about how people with impairments and uh, uh, disabilities have been uh, how their rights and how they're how they're teaching and how, how to how they can be taught has changed over time so you can understand how that relates so it was a very full timetable but it wasn't a particularly arduous timetable then I got to my master's degree and that was an arduous timetable, but not a very full timetable. So I started doing creative writing on the side and just did it as a, a thing to see if I had a skill at it. And I put it on these free websites and people liked it and people supported me and people followed me and then went on from there. But then off to China, I went to take a, not a gap year per se, because I wasn't sure if it was going to be a gap year or if it was going to be more. But obviously that collapsed within the first couple of weeks and then I was trapped there for the better part of a month scurrying and hiding under ping pong tables from the rain and didn't have any clothes didn't have any money couldn't contact home and by the time I got home the only way that I could receive money was through Patreon and I could link that through to uh, I think they've got called WeChat and Alipay and that's how I could get the money and that's how I supported myself, managed to get home. So I just had to write. And then getting home, the writing just continued. I think that's crazy. I think, like I said, that was, it makes you wonder, like, if that doesn't happen, do you feel like you'd still be where you are right now? Or do you think maybe no. you would have gone to a different path or, you know? I definitely would have been on a different path. If the, the China had worked out, I might have stayed there for a year or two because um, I eventually went back to China. Uh, I'd left a lot of my stuff with a friend that I'd made and ended up living out there for about six months and really enjoyed it. So I think I would have enjoyed it if I hadn't have had the unfortunateness that I did have. So when I had returned from that, whenever that would have been, I had a graduate scheme position at Boeing working in their logistics department. Um, logistics was one of the things that I scored extremely highly on in my master's degree. Oh, bless me. Bless you. Oh, sorry. Uh, ooh, uh, you might want to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a part that I scored very well in my master's degree. So that was definitely the job that I saw myself doing because I quite liked logistics. I'd Ironically, I found that my eyesight was a help when it came to the interview. And I could already tell, and you, you've had this, 
you must have had this. You know exactly what I'm about to say, right? And anyone right, who's okay. got a visual impairment will understand this. You come mm-hmm. in and they're humoring you. They know that you've got a visual impairment and you know that they know you've got a visual impairment. So they start <laughs> okay. asking you the questions that they have to ask you without any real interest in your answers. And I go, so how do you think you'd in, how do you think you'd influence the department? And what is it that you think you could bring to the field? And these sort of really generic questions. They don't really ask anything about what's important. They're just asking you questions to fill up the time so you've had an interview. <laughs> and I could just tell that my answers were going in one and out the other. And then it came to the came to the final, like one of the final questions they had on their clipboard of, and why do you think you'd be better at this position than other people? And I said, well, because I'm blind. And that caught them off guard because they didn't expect me to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> and you can see the clipboard didn't have the because like I'm a, blind. They didn't have a how do we move do not on compute? Here? Do not compute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can I can distinctly remember the guy because he it was but he barely looked at me. That was the thing. Like I I'm presuming he must have thought I was fully blind or something. Because he barely looked at me. And suddenly he looked away from the keyboard and looked at me and goes, How do you mean? And you can you probably get this as well, because we can't drive. So we have to right. plan our day out differently than if we could just snap, 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 off we go. Oh, go outside and go. Yeah, right. Yeah, because to anyone else, it's like, how do you get to work? Well, I just get in the car and how long's the drive? Go. Yeah, so that, right. Yeah, right. that's very simple. But for us, that's not how it works. You have to make sure, okay, I need to be up at this time so I can get to this place Plan. by that time to get that right. bus to make sure I get here before right. this time. I got to walk here. Just say, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. That so we, we break our, our logistics down far more. And then even beyond that, it's like, okay, what happens if we get up late? Okay, well, if we get up late, how how late could we be and get a taxi? How much would that cost? Could we afford to get that? What if the bus is late? How do we, if it's raining, are the buses cancelled? What do we do then? And suddenly, just by us having to think of those things when organising our lives, we're incredibly good at logistics. And suddenly, the guy gets this long look this kind of <laughs> the, the, the jaw slackened slightly the, the 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 upper lip has has been pulled right the way down to over, over the top teeth is like right <laughs> you know that, that, that real like it, i i never experienced that long look before but i started to look out for it and you know you when people are really underestimating you or when they're just writing you off before you start and suddenly they have to rethink that's the so look what, that i so get all the time um what ended up happening so, there so i got back to the second interview which i wasn't i don't think they were expecting um because the graduate schemes in the uk at least you have to be a student in the past you have to have graduated from a degree within the past three years and they're jobs specifically for people who don't have the experience because they've gone to university instead so that they can't use that against you they, they've kind of set it up so that you're gar- not guaranteed the job but you're guaranteed to not have have your degree used against you because it's not the good degree or it's not the right degree or whatever it is so it's to ensure right. that people who are going to university still find good employment so i got the second call back and that interview went far better it was far more engaging they were they presented problems and how would you go about it and um it was something like out of like a, a brain training exercise or something like that. They, you had um, you had this uh, start point, 
and you had to get all of the different colored pieces that came from that start point to the various endpoints, but there was only one track, so you had to manage where you would switch it and you'd make sure that none of them ended up in the wrong location. And to me, it was a game. I I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was I thought it was really fun. <laughs> and I got really good marks on that one. And then the next one, they gave it in a different way of uh, here is a project that needs to be managed. Find out which uh, which of these tasks needs to be of top priority. And you would imagine that things like del- getting uh, making sure the project is delivered to the customer at the customer's designated time is a priority piece. And that's true. That is a priority piece. But that's the last priority piece. Um, and this is one of the funny things about logistics is that if you say that, for example, A has to happen before B, and B happens to happen before C, but A has to happen uh, before E. Right? Okay, so you can write that down, you can write a line there. And then you say, okay, but B has to happen at the same time as D, and then F has to happen at the same time as E. So you can start drawing it down, you can start mapping it out. And by doing that, you can trace, if you were to stretch it out as far as it would go, imagining if all the pieces were connected by equal lengths of string, you can figure out which pieces are the points that stop it from stretching any further. So A to E, E to F, F to endpoint, that's the most, that's a priority. So you mark them with priority and you put extra people on that. You make sure that extra people got that the, um, the shift rotor is maybe doubled on that bit or if there's any difficulties that can be had in other places they don't impact this bit because if this bit gets delayed then the whole project gets delayed even if a to b was delayed a little bit but if it's a to e is delayed even slightly everything gets thrown off and that's how i did it i drew it out i drew i i drew it out on the on the on the back of the on the um on the back of the document and when they said okay show us how you did it i turned it over and they could just <laughs> see that this was an impressive way to do it. It was a very visual way that could be easily represented. And underneath, I put a bunch of bullet points to say what the branches and the connections were and how much time that would be and why I put and then give my reasonings in the in the, in the discussion. And they were blown away by it. So I, I had that job lined up if I wanted it. But then coming back from China, very different person, stressed out, didn't want to work, um, lost a lot of weight, needed some time to recover from the ordeal. I ended up not going for it and ah, okay. went down the writing route there you go i guess you're right though so uh that that moment changed everything mm. and so there's, there's quite a few hinge points across your life that being I, I presume with a son you're in your your late 20s early 30s i wish i'm a, oh me like yeah, now you're... how old am yeah. i now yeah i'm 42 oh jeez are you I know. Thank you. you <laughs> That's working out, man. Working yeah. Out. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, wow, that completely threw me off my. That threw me completely there. I've, I've lost ah, my train of thought. I'm so surprised. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like you in the interview. I just like, you know, because I'm, I'm blind, and it just mm. threw you completely through. You. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, it's just that way of like, um, you still act young. You still. You still have that youthful enthusiasm about right. you. Well, I try. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. I think. Uh, well, I'm also around you. I mean, I'm around someone younger. Yeah, that's to true. me, I, I always feed off. Uh, I feed off the energy. energy. Yeah. You know? Um. 
but you, uh, even my age, I'm only 29 now, so I can look back at my life and look at various points that have definitely changed things. And I'm sure you must be the same. Like, I mean, how? Oh yeah, kid, if, definitely if that, one of them change. Oh yeah, no, it completely changes the path. I also sometimes I I find myself I'll go down like, oh, what happened? What would have happened if I didn't? If this moment didn't happen? Like, and I, yeah, I'd be like, wow, this mm. probably would have been my life would be completely different. Sometimes it's kind of cool just to play the you know that that game. You're just like, wow, absolutely like that, that 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 little moment. You know, it's uh, at the time, you know, probably didn't seem, you know, like a big moment, but yeah, uh, yeah, like, and especially like I said, looking at that, that you, you know, heading off and having all that happen to you, like that's at the time, it's like a crazy adventure and, you know, and a crazy ordeal. And just like, you're just happy to probably be back home, (laughs) you know, but not realizing that was, that was, um, that was that how that much was of a fundamental shift it would be yeah because yeah, yeah. uh, no offense to those that work the nine to five i don't think i could be one of those people now um i don't know if it's because i've become accustomed to not working the nine to five or if it was just that i would have discovered that i would have hated working the nine to five but it's the self-employment but, routes or the um the becoming your own boss route or whatever it was i think was always the route that i'd end up going down yeah. unless the job was extremely rewarding to me um, and I think the Boeing job would have been really rewarding because for one I was allowed to travel still <laughs> you yes. know that was has always That's been good. the kicker for me is like can I do this and still do the things that are high on my priority list so that was one that I was that that might be the exception to it but I found that being a writer and being able to travel and being able to to do these things at any point in time and be able to decide no, my eyesight just isn't going to work today or if, if something just a very exhausting day the day previously, I can spend that extra half hour or an hour in the bed. Uh, I think I'd miss that if I tried going into the nine to five. Oh, nowadays. Would, yeah, yeah. Plus, plus, like I said to me, like when you unlocked a skill that day that you didn't really know that you really had as well, or that, you know, that you realize you could make, you made money. Like you literally, if you can make money underneath a, hanging out under a pool table imagine okay now you put me somewhere in a you know a different environment i can make even i could do i could be even more successful at this if i was yeah. this successful at this like that's how i'd be thinking i'd be like oh my god i was this successful at this in this scenario yeah man imagine getting me back home and having a a, a bigger a, a bigger area to do this and more time just not you know it, it, it would be amazing Absolutely. And that is the that is the hope with the next book. Um so That's anyone, really, I agree. agreed. If anyone is uh, is out there interested in it, um by all means get in get in contact, get involved. Uh links will be links will be provided. Yes, by James <laughs> book. And uh we definitely have we should uh close it out because you know, James and I, we could probably yeah, I was thinking talk that, like, how long have we been forever. talking? <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely it's talk too much forever. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. Definitely. Like I said, like I said, I feed off like my podcast is all about that, like see feeding yeah. off energy and, and and all that stuff. So like when someone's got like good energy, I just I just go with it, you mm. know, yeah, and just go where wherever it takes me. And uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah, you're like, before you know it, it's you know, an hour and a half or something. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, I go. <laughs> but we, we have meandered but through awesome. a few things. Um and you I hope you've been I hope you feel like you've managed to catch up a little bit with with what's been going on with me. No, I did. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not. Sh- I mean, I I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. <laughs> I expected this. Like, expected I expected the like, wildness. I was like, I'm talking to James. I know how this is gonna go. 
Like, <laughs> it's it's you know I I, I was blown away the first story. time you know yeah yeah what yeah what yeah what's gonna happen you know what, mm. what where is he gonna take me today yeah mm. ex- exactly so and I hope everyone else you know listening I think will find it amazing and like I said everybody if you have not if you've already listened to this and you're like oh I didn't listen to the other episode yet uh yeah go back in time because this is pretty much how <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so much it's just just a big roller coaster and, you're, and, you're, and now you'll get and actually you know you can tarantino it and be like you could see you can hear that moment you can hear him tell that story in that moment that really mm. now here three years later look where he is now yeah and you know and that 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 moment was was huge in his life so, so go back check that out and uh yeah i'll be sure to like other figure a way to put links in my in the description or at least i'll have them maybe not as links because i don't know how you do that when i when i post my episodes on my yeah. podcast but whatever i could do to be fair it's a very sure. easy link <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, a, a very well, easy so, link. i mean just in case you could so what is it right now just tell us yeah, tell us what it is uh, so it's link tree um so link tr.ee forward slash j dot c dot layered and that's there you like, go. that'll take you to Boom. all of my socials uh link linktree is a fantastic thing um to just find everything all at once and that'll take you to to me specifically so you'll be able to find patreon oh, yeah, i need discords uh, all my free publishing sites as well as how you can support me um by Boom. purchasing stuff do it even, so. even if you're not a, <laughs> even if you're not a book reader like me but <laughs> <laughs> do it so I'm definitely curious about the book, Doug. So who knows? Yeah, oh, thank you. Well, you you I, never know. I hope it that, goes well. That kind of world, that kind of world is I like the that environment. Mm. So like I like yeah. sci-fi and if I'm gonna read stuff, usually it's that or yeah, you know, like like colonial times and you know, and knights mm. and yeah, I like that kind of stuff. So but it's uh, urban fantasy is the is the genre. Um so magic exists in our world and the okay. upper crust make money from it, and the lower crust are forced to work in it. And uh, in comes the main character, like a wrecking ball, and is about to break down all the bigotred and uh, bloodletting, blood money uh, resources. And uh, you can imagine that the pyre-ups aren't too keen on that. No, no, they're not. <laughs> but thank you so much, James. And enjoy. What's it? What's it? I'm trying to think we're in the same we're actually in the same street which this is the first time we're in the same time zone yeah it is so, <laughs> so yeah enjoy the rest of your day <laughs> i'm sure i will thank you very much it was a pleasure talking to you as always take care and this has been another great episode of living free with rp head over to facebook hit that like button and i will see you guys in the next episode